And a one, two, three, four. Welcome everybody to the Life Point Table Talk Podcast. My name is Jason, and we are continuing in our Bible in a Year podcast. We are all the way to week 41. Week 41. We have some awesome readings to go through today. We are in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 39 through 55, and we have the whole book of Colossians. And um, just uh, a lot of incredible stuff. Some of these letters from Paul, um, they're kind of short, but goodness, they are packed with um, so much incredible uh, incredible words in there and uh, the book of Isaiah goodness gracious um, it's just layer on layer of, of uh, prophecy uh, of the time they were in the time that was coming and the time that's uh, ahead of us uh, just a lot of of uh, incredible stuff here. Uh, so thank you everyone. I'm flying solo today and um, uh, let's jump into it because we got a lot here and it's going to be fantastic. Okay, let's get started here in the book of Isaiah. We've got Isaiah 39 through 55. Isaiah 39, the king of Babylon sent letters and a gift to Hezekiah when he heard Hezekiah was ill and recovered. I love this. Uh, we're getting to hear the story of Hezekiah again. It's one of my favorites. Um, now here is where um, King Hezekiah makes a mistake. Hezekiah welcomes them and shows them his storehouse with all the silver, gold, and spices. He shows them all the armory, the treasury, and the whole kingdom. Um, Isaiah the prophet says to Hezekiah, what did you say? Uh, where did they come from? Hezekiah says they came from Babylon. What did they see? Isaiah says. Hezekiah says, I showed them everything. Isaiah says, the Lord says everything in your palace and the things your ancestors have accumulated to this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left. Uh, some of your descendants and family will be carried off and made eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. And this is the story of uh, the exile. And Hezekiah, uh, is, this is so... Um, really ironic. He's one of the good ones, one of the best ones. And uh, this mistake is detrimental and plays a huge part in the the sort of final blow of Israel uh, being sent into full exile. It's from Hezekiah showing these guys around, showing them all his stuff. Um, and this is this is incredible. His response. Hezekiah's response to Isaiah, he says, At least our nation will be at peace for a while. The message you brought from the Lord is good. Um, so <laughs> Hezekiah uh, 
Um, he doesn't really care. He's like, at least I'm good. It's going to be peace in my time. Uh, sorry about your luck. Uh, people who uh, are coming up, my descendants. Um, but at least, at least it'll be okay for me. And um, I don't know. That was such a topsy-turvy time. Um, it's a little hard to read exactly how he's saying this. Did he really not care? I think he did care, but, um, um, times of peace were probably also so fleeting. Um, you take what you can get. At least he got his time of peace. Um, but even then they were under threat a lot. Uh, there was a lot of calamity and war and uh, during his time, but incredible that sequence is is uh, it's all I lo I love the Bible. I, I always feel like if you just keep reading, things will get interesting. Um, it'll take a turn that maybe you didn't see coming, you know. And uh, this is a <laughs> a turn, Hezekiah. Uh, makes a mistake, showing off how blessed they are to, of all people, the Babylonians. Hey, look at all my stuff. And then he doesn't really care. Uh, at least I'm cool. Ah, wild. All right, chapter 40. God has said, encourage the people, give them comfort. Speak kindly to Jerusalem. Your slavery is past. Your punishment is over. The Lord made you pay double for your sins. And so... Um, Isaiah is kind of jumping back and forth here. It's really, um, it's like, it reminds me of one of those movies that, um, uh, they start off in the storyline, way down in the storyline, you know? Um, and, and they'll, they'll show you what's coming and then they'll jump back to the, to a, a previous time in the storyline. Isaiah is kind of like that. He, he's referencing all kinds of stuff all over the place. I, I love it. Um, some of these verses uh, should f sound familiar. Uh, John the Baptist uh, comes to mind. A voice cried out, clear a path in the desert, make a straight road for the Lord our God, fill in the valleys and flatten the hills and mountains, then the Lord will appear for all to see. The Lord has promised this. Someone told me to shout. I asked, what should I cry? All people are like grass, and all their promises are like flowers in the field. Grass dries up and flowers wither when the wind is sent by the Lord on them. Humanity is like grass. Go up on the high mountain and shout out loudly. Don't be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Look, he comes as a victorious warrior. His military power establishes its rule. His power is with them. His prize goes before him. He is like a shepherd. He tends his flock. He gathers up the lambs with his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He leads them along. Um, that's interesting. The warrior, the victorious warrior and the shepherd. Um holding his sheep and carrying them. Who has measured the water in the palm of his hand? He measures the sky. He weighs the earth. He balances the mountains. Who comprehends the mind of the Lord? Who gives him instruction? 
Who teaches him the correct way to do things? Nations are a drop in the bucket. Um, he lifts coastlands like sand. All nations are insignificant before him. Do you not know? Has it not been told to you since the very beginning, from the time the earth was made? He is the one who sits on the horizon. He stretches the sky. He reduces rulers to nothing. Look up at the, in the sky. Who created these heavenly lights? The one who leads the ranks. He calls them by names. Why would you say he doesn't know what is happening? Why would you say God doesn't care? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The eternal God who made the earth does not grow weary. There is no limit to his wisdom. He gives strength to those who are tired. To the one who lacks power, he gives renewed energy. Even young people get tired. The strong will stumble, but those who wait for the Lord... The Lord's help find renewed strength. They rise up like eagles. They run without growing weary. They walk without getting tired. Chapter 41. Uh, the Lord's calling out the nations here. Nations, let us come together for a debate. Let's settle this matter. Who appoints rulers? Who puts nations and kings in power? Who makes these things happen? Who controls humans' events? I do. I was there at the beginning, and I will be there at the end. You worship idols, and your idols say, don't worry. Israel, you are my servant. I chose you, the family of my friend Abraham. You are my chosen servant. I haven't forgotten you. Don't be afraid. I am with you. I am your God. I will make you strong. They will speak evil. But they will be scattered, and you will celebrate. When the needy can't find water, I will rescue them. I will make rivers flow on mountains. I will send streams on barren, barren land. Everyone will know I created it. Come and argue your case. Come near, you idols. I am the Lord. I trample rulers into the mud. Do your idols predict that? Idols can't give advice. They are nothing and can do nothing. Chapter 42. I have made the Lord's servant strong. He is my chosen one. I am pleased with him. I have given him my spirit. He will bring justice to the nations. He won't quit until he brings justice. People in foreign nations long for his teaching. I love how um, a lot in these chapters in Isaiah, he's talking about reconciling the nations to God not just not just Israel but the the nations he talks a lot about that um, and they, they reference this in the New Testament quite a bit this was this was prophesied that uh, it wasn't just uh, the reconciliation to God wasn't just for the Jewish people it was for everybody people in foreign nations long for his teaching I created the heavens and the earth I am the source of life I choose you to bring justice. I select you to bring light. And my promise of hope, you will give sight to the blind. You will set prisoners free. These, these are, to me, pretty um, uh, uh, clear messianic uh, prophecies as well in here. And they're layered. I understand they're layered. Um, 
but I think he could, uh, the scriptures can talk about more than one thing at once. Tell the whole world to sing a new song to the Lord. Those who live far away, join in the praise. There it is again. Everyone in the desert and the mountains, join the praise. The Lord is marching out. Those who worship idols will be ashamed. My chosen messengers are deaf and blind. Listen, why won't his people learn to listen? Israel sinned and refused to obey, so the Lord let them be robbed. Still, we paid no attention. We didn't care, even when we were surrounded by flames. Chapter 43. Descendants of Jacob. I formed your nation. I rescued you and called you by name. You belong to me. When you cross the deep rivers, I will be with you and you won't go down. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. I am the Lord of Israel, the God who saves. I gave up Egypt, Ethiopia, and the sea for you, in exchange for you. You are dear to me and I love you. I gave up the nations and I rescue you. Don't be afraid, I am with you. My people, I want you to know me. Trust me and understand I alone am God. No one can snatch you away from me. For your sake, I will send an army against Babylon. They will be dragged away. It's an incredible sequence of, of uh, what leads up to the exile, the sin of Israel, how God used... <laughs> He keeps using these nations as tools of judgment. Israel itself uh, was a tool of judgment on the land of Canaan. He talks to them about that. Um, it wasn't because they were righteous. It was because these other folks were not righteous, and he used them to take them out. And uh, uh, then they're established, and obviously Babylon is not righteous, but he uses Babylon to bring uh, justice to Israel. And then Babylon gets it, and the Persians come. And uh, it just seems to keep going on like that. Um, all right, keep going here. Forget what happened long ago. Don't think about the past. I'm creating something new. Do you see it? I have put roads in the desert, streams in the desert. You have become weary of me, but not from worshiping me. You have not honored me in your sacrifices. You burden me with terrible sins. Meet me in court. State your case. Your earliest ancestors and leaders rebelled against me. This is why I won't allow your priests to serve me. I let Israel be destroyed and disgraced. Chapter 44. People of Israel, I choose you as my servant. You were in my care before you were born. You are my favorite. I will bless the lamb with streams. I will bless your descendants by giving them my spirit. They will spring up like grass. They will follow me. Um, there's this back and forth too between correcting Israel very sternly and then blessing them, uh, turning right around and blessing them. I rescued you. Can anyone compare to me? Don't tremble with fear. I told you long ago, I alone am God. These people make idols. Their treasures are worthless. Why bother with idols? Israel, remember I created you. I swept away your sin. Tell the heavens and earth to start singing. The Lord rescues his people. 
Israel, I am the source of your life. This is incredible. I am the one who says, Cyrus will lead my people and obey my orders. Jerusalem and the temple will be rebuilt. Um, so, simultaneously talking about uh, what brought Israel into exile, their idols, their wor worthless idols, uh, their stubbornness, their rebellion, which led them. And so they're punished by being taken over. Um, but then at the same time, it's not going to last forever. And he had a plan for redemption coming through the king Cyrus. Chapter 45. The Lord said to Cyrus, his chosen one, I took your hand and helped you conquer nations and remove kings from power. City gates just opened for you. I give you treasure that was hidden. You will know that I called you by name. Cyrus, you don't even know me, but I called you by name because of Israel. I love these layered um, uses of nations and people. It's incredible. Um, the, the blessing uh, on Cyrus is not uh, really about Cyrus. It's about Israel. And it's almost like as soon as you think it's about themselves, it ends up being about somebody else. This happens with Israel and uh, Christ as well. They become a blessing to the, to the, to the nations. Uh, Israel, you have no right to argue with God. You are clay pots shaped by the potter. You can't say, why did you make me this way? Children can't de demand from their parents... Do you dare question me about my own nation? I have done right thing by placing Cyrus in power, and I will make the road easy for him to follow. Cyrus, Cyrus will rebuild my city and set my people free without being paid a thing. The riches of Egypt will belong to Israel. They will bow and say, The only true God is with you. He alone can save. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a redo, almost. Uh, this happened with Egypt. It's not exactly the same, but the same uh, kind of deal in that Egypt eventually bankrolled Israel. They sent them out with gold and silver and riches uh, when they were freed uh, from their exile in Egypt. And uh, this happens again with King Cyrus. Uh, I invited the world to turn to me and be saved. <laughs> Here it is again. I alone am God. He invited the whole world, mind you. Everyone will bow down and worship me. Everyone angry with me will be ashamed. I will give honor and victory to the people of Israel. Chapter 46. The gods of Bel and Nebo are down on their knees. Wooden images carried away. Survivors in Israel, listen to the Lord. I have carried you since you were born and will until you are old. I told you what would happen many years ago, and I have kept my word. You people are stubborn and far from being safe. I will soon save you. I am not far away and will waste no time. I take pride in Israel and will save Jerusalem. Chapter 47. City of Babylon, surrender your power. Take off your fancy clothes. You will suffer shame. No one can escape. 
Babylon, you will no longer be queen. I was angry with my people, so I let you take their land and bring, bring disgrace on them. You are cruel to them, though. So he uses them, but they went too far. You thought you would rule forever. It, it never entered your mind you would be caught. All you care about is pleasure. Your magic powers and charms will suddenly fail. You hid behind evil, fooled by your own wisdom. Maybe your magic charms will frighten somebody. People who trust in the stars are helpless. Your fortune tellers can't help you. Chapter 48. People of Israel, you claim to worship me. He's kind of laying it down on everybody here. They're all getting it. But you are lying. I told you long ago what would happen, but now I make it happen. I know you're stubborn. You've never listened. I knew you would rebel from when you were born. I will be praised for not destroying you. I tested you and refined you like silver in a furnace. Gather around me, all of you. Listen what it is I say. Did your idols predict us? People of Israel, I am the Lord who rescues you. I wish you would obey. This is incredible, too, because even though this is this plan is is there, um, there's this other other ideal will kind of thing going on. I wish you would obey. You would have had a flood of success and good fortune. I would never have let your country be destroyed. Um, interesting, just in terms of sovereignty and what this plan was. And um, if they would have obeyed, it would have been a totally different situation. Now leave Babylon. Celebrate as you go. Shout to the Lord. He has rescued you. He led us through the desert and made water flow from the rock to satisfy our thirst. None who are evil will live in peace. Chapter 49. Everyone listen. The Lord chose me and gave me a name before I was born. He made my words pierce like a sword. He kept me safe in his hand. Israel, you are my servant, and because of you I will be highly honored. I said I'm worn out. My time has been wasted. But I did it for the Lord. The Lord chose me before I was born to serve him. And lead back Israel. So the Lord made me strong. Now the Lord says, You're not just a servant. You must lead back the survivors of Israel. I have placed you here as a light for other nations. You must take my saving power to everyone on earth. Again, these double double meanings. This sounds very messianic to me. You are slaves of nations that despise you. Now I promise kings and rulers will honor you. By kneeling at your feet. The Lord says, I will answer your prayer. I have set a time when I will help you. I have chosen to take my promise of hope to other nations. You will rebuild the country from its ruins. People will come here to settle. You will set prisoners free from dark dungeons to see the light of day. On their way home, they will find plenty to eat. I will lead them in mercy. People will return from distant lands. And we heard that. Um, in the stories, uh, I believe Nehemiah and Ezra, when they're returning, um, because of Cyrus, they not only had funding, they had um, protection on their way. Uh, everything was supplied. 
Could a mother forget her child? You are always in my thoughts. Your city will be built faster than it was destroyed. You will see people come home. Jerusalem is now in ruins, but it will be rebuilt. Jerusalem uh, are children born in mourning. I will give a signal for the nations to return your sons. Kings and queens will bow. The Lord will fight on our side. Everyone will know the Lord is our Savior. God has rescued us. Chapter 50. The Lord says, I didn't divorce your mother. I called out, called you out, but you didn't answer. Have I lost my power? I command oceans and rivers to turn into deserts. Lord, give me the right words to encourage the weary. He made me willing to listen. I refuse to give up. I know the Lord will never let me down. My protector is near. None of you respect the Lord. You walk in the dark. Go and walk in the light. Chapter 51. If you want to do it right, obey the Lord. Follow Abraham's example. He was the rock you came from. God chose Abraham and Sarah to be your ancestors. From that one man came many descendants. Excuse me. Mount Zion is in ruins, but the Lord will make the city as lovely as Eden. Look close at the sky. The sky will vanish like smoke. The earth will war, wear out like clothes. Everyone on this earth will die, but the saving power never ends. Wake up. Do something, Lord. Do what you did for our people long ago. Those you rescue will return to Jerusalem. I am the Lord who encourages you. Why are you afraid of humans? You have forgotten the Lord, your creator. Those crying out will be set free. Chapter 52. Jerusalem, wake up. Stand and be strong. Your enemies won't bother you again. Rise from the dirt and free yourself. You were sold. You lived in Egypt as foreigners. Assyria was cruel to you. Your leaders cry with pain. My name is cursed. What a beautiful sight, a messenger on the mountain announcing to Jerusalem, Good news, you are saved. There will be peace now. God is your king. Jerusalem, rise from the ruins. The Lord brings comfort to his people. Leave the city of Babylon. Clean yourself and be ready. The Lord says, My servant will succeed. He will bring, He will be given praise and honor. Many will, were horrified at what happened to him. Now, this is incredible because he suffered until no, he no longer looked human. My servant will make the nations worthy to worship me. Kings will be silent and bow and wonder. They will see and think about things they have never seen or thought about before. Um, this is quoted um, often as a reference to Jesus, especially. His death, he suffered until he no longer looked human. My servant will make nations worthy to worship me. Hmm. It's just, I, I, it's incredible. These uh, layers, layers of meaning here in Isaiah. I just, I just love it. It's so beautiful. Uh, the way it's the um, redemption of 
Israel and Jerusalem and the world simultaneously in uh, this kind of archetype of of, uh, redemption, these types and shadows, uh, which is all pointing to the Savior and Jesus. Chapter 53, Has any believed or seen the mighty power of the Lord? My servant grew like a plant, obeying God. Here's some more uh, messianic um, references, I believe. He was not a handsome king. Nothing about the way he looked made him attractive. He was hated and rejected. His life was filled with sorrow and suffering. No one wanted to look at him. We despised him. He is nobody. He endured great pain for us. We thought God was punishing him. He was wounded and crushed because of our sins. By taking our punishment, he made us completely well. We were like sheep that had wandered off. We had gone our own way. God gave him the punishment we deserve. This is the gospel, guys, right here. He was abused and did not complain, silent like a lamb being led to the slaughter, condemned to death without a fair trial, his life taken away because of the sinful things my people had done. He was buried in a tomb among cruel and rich people. The Lord decided his servant would suffer as a sacrifice to take away the sin and guilt of others. Now the servant will live to see his own descendants. The servant will learn true obedience to God. The Lord will reward him with honor and power for sacrificing his life. He suffered for our sins and asked God to forgive us. That's one of the most powerful messianic prophecies uh, in the Old Testament right there. Isaiah 53. Chapter 54, sing and shout, even though you have no children, the Lord promises you have more children. You and your descendants will take over the land of other nations. Don't be afraid or discouraged. You won't be disappointed. Forget the sins of your youth. The Lord is taking you back. I will embrace you again. I promise Noah I would never destroy the earth by flood again. I promise I will never punish you again. The Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. I promise no one will attack you. I created armies that can bring destruction. Weapons made to attack won't be successful. Jerusalem is yours. I promise to give you victory. Chapter 55. If you are thirsty, come and drink water. If you don't have money, come and eat what you want. Drink free wine and milk. Why work hard for something that doesn't satisfy? Listen to the Lord, and you will enjoy the best foods. Come to me and live. I will promise to you the eternal love and loyalty that I promised David. Turn to the Lord, and he can be found. Call out to God, he is near. Give up your evil ways and thoughts. The Lord says, my thoughts and my ways are not like yours. Heaven is higher than the earth. My thoughts and my ways are higher than yours. Rain and snow fall from the sky. They water the earth that produces the produces uh, the plant and grain to eat. That's how it is with my Lord. They, my words, sorry. He's talking about his words. They don't return to me without doing everything I send them to do. When you are free, you are celebrate and travel home in peace. Mountains and hills will sing as you pass by. Wonderful. Wonderful, redemptive 
um, uh, redemptive and prophetic words in Isaiah, incredibly rich and powerful, and um, a lot of what we just heard is comes back in the New Testament um, in a, a powerful way. Um, which is uh, sometimes I think clear to us uh, now that uh, Jesus had come, but they did not see it coming the the way the way he did uh, the suffering servant. Um, it's right there. Um, kind of spelled out but I can totally see how um, they did not see him see him coming that way um, incredible okay uh, let's jump over we have the book of Colossians in our New Testament reading Colossians from our brother Paul these are the letters he's writing to the churches uh, there's several of them back to back here they're short letters, but they pack a powerful punch. From Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle, and from Timothy, who was also a follower, to God's people who live in Colossia and are faithful followers of Christ, we pray and thank God for you. We have heard of your faith in Christ and your love for all God's people. What you hope for is kept safe for you in heaven. Your faith and love has arisen from hope waiting for you in heaven. That hope came through the message of truth in the gospel. We have not ceased praying for you that God would fill you with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And you would bear fruit in growing in knowledge of God, growing in the power of patience and steadfastness, giving thanks for God has qualified you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of the Son He loves. I just, I, I love this because all those prophetic, uh, redemptive words in Isaiah just just come come to life in such a powerful way when you just read them back to back like that I just um, it's so powerful I think it's so powerful Christ is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation it's interesting thinking about his descendants his de his descendants Christ's descendant he is the firstborn it's like a whole new uh, race of um not, not race, but it's a whole new person, whole new kind of person. All things in heaven and earth were made through him and for him. He is before all things. All things are held together through, together in him. He is the head of the body of the church, firstborn from the dead. I love that phrase, firstborn from the dead. If he's the firstborn, there's going to be some more. God through him reconciled all things to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross. 
You were at one time strangers and enemies. Your thoughts and evil deeds made you enemies of God. His Son became human and died. God made peace with you and now lets you stand in his presence, holy, faultless, and innocent. But you must stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. You must not give up the hope you received when you heard the good news. I think um, I was reading through this. Just he, he comes back to that kind of point over and over. Um, I think there's a part of Christianity sometimes it's like familiarity um, with the gospel or we we feel f- familiar with it um, in maybe not good ways sometimes um, because it's really that foundation has to be continually uh, fed it's not just something that um, you just get one day and it just stays strong um, it's something that from what he's saying it takes upkeep you must stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith um, he's using kind of kind of a plant there with its roots you're gonna have to water it you're gonna have to feed it give it sunlight um and it's interesting you can give up if he's saying you can you must not give up the hope you received when you heard the good news that means you can give it up um there's a certain uh level of upkeep specific to this hope this foundation and i think it's easy to get busy doing good works and all kinds of things which are not bad um but there is a priority here of of main maintenance <laughs> maintenance of staying deeply rooted in this good news this is the this is uh where it's at this is the source of life this is what we're rooting in this is our firm foundation is in the gospel and nothing else um it's going to take some work, I think. I am glad I can suffer for you and for Christ. God made me a servant of the church to preach his complete message to you. God wanted the Gentiles to understand the mystery, that Christ lives in you and is your hope of sharing in God's glory. I love you use this word mystery a lot, too. Because um, to me, uh, there is a whole lot of mis- mystery in the gospel. And again, this familiarity with it, um, I don't know. It's very simple in a, in a sense, and I think we can understand it. And it resonates on on a certain deep level. Uh, but it's, I do not, th- <laughs> sometimes I do not think uh, we are fully comprehending uh, what Christ did and who we are, uh, obviously, in the fullness uh, that is there. Um, there's work to be done there. We announce the message of Christ. We use all our wisdom to warn uh, 
warn and teach everyone. So Christ followers will grow and mature. It's a process. It is a process. Chapter 2. I am going through a great struggle for you. I do it to encourage. As your hearts are joined together in love, they will be wonderfully blessed with complete understanding. There it is. Complete understanding. They will know Christ. All mystery, wisdom, and knowledge are hidden in him. I say this so you are not fooled by fancy talk. You have accepted Christ as your Lord. Now keep on following after him. Plant your roots in Christ and let him be the foundation of your life. Be strong in your faith as you are taught. Don't let anyone fool you with senseless arguments and philosophy that are from human tradition and spirits of the world, not from Christ. Um, it's That's so real. And um, I think it's really um, something to be sober-minded about. Human traditions and spirits of the world, um, I think oftentimes uh, uh, the MO of these things uh, on a surface level, it's, it's, it's usually good. It's a good thing. It's not just a... It's 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 probably not going to seem like a, a out and out um, super evil thing. It's going to be some uh, tricky philosophy that takes something good, even in traditions or even with the spirits of the world. It's going to come as an angel of light with something that seems good and twist it into something else. And he's giving them quite a few warnings about this. Uh, in him, fullness of deity lives in bodily form. You have been circumcised in him, not through physical circumcision. You have been buried with him in baptism. You have been raised with him through your faith in the power of God. Though you were dead, he made you alive. Forgiving all of your transgressions, he has destroyed the debt against us. He disarmed the rulers and authorities. He made a public disgrace of them, triumphing over them by the cross." Um, it's a lot there. To me, there's there's a certain level of mystery there, and more that I want to know and understand. Um, the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. Um, you kind of understand that, and I kind of think you do not, unless you fully understand uh, what uh, fullness of deity is. Um. And buried with him in baptism. Who 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 was buried? What part? Of, and that's the other part, the layers of, of human identity, uh, spirit, soul, body. Um, your body's the same. That didn't get buried on some level. Um, who was raised to life? And these rulers who were disarmed, these rulers in authority, are they still working? Are they still in authority and still ruling on some level? How or why? Um, there's a lot there. 
So don't let anyone judge you with respect to food and drink or feast or Sabbath days. These are only a shadow of things to come. The reality is Christ. That's huge. That's so huge. If you have died with Christ to the spirit of this world, the spirit of this world, he's talking about spirit, why do you submit to them as though you lived in the world? They appear wise, but their humility is false. The reality is fleshly indulgent. And chapter 3, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Keep thinking about things above, not the things of earth. You have died and are now hidden in Christ. When Christ appears, then you too will be revealed in glory. Now this is a very interesting because with what he just said, uh, we have died and are now hidden in Christ. Um, uh, but then he continues by saying, put to death whatever in your nature belongs to the earth. What died uh, when we were um, hidden in Christ? When we were raised with Christ? Um, something, and I believe it's our spirit, was raised with Christ. Uh, but there's another part of us that has to keep seeking that that has to continually be crucified. Put to death whatever in your nature belongs to the earth. Sexual immorality, impurity, shameful passions, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. For these things are the wrath of God. For, for these things, the wrath of God is coming. You once lived this way, put off all things like anger, malice, slander, abusive language. Do not lie to one another. You have been clothed with the new man that is being renewed in knowledge according to the one who created it. Renewed in knowledge. Very interesting. Renewal of the mind. Renewal of the... It's, it's, it's incredible. There's so much more there. I know there is as far as the empowerment comes in knowing what has already happened. That's... There's some somehow appropriating it accessing the power and the blessing that has already happened. It's knowing it in your mind. Here there is neither Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. As God's elect, close yourselves with a heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you. Add love to your virtue and let peace of Christ, the peace of Christ, be in control of your heart. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I think that's part of the renewal of the mind, is the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, teaching and exhorting each other with wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, also a part of of the renewal of the other part of you. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents. Parents, do not provoke your children. Slaves, obey your masters. Whatever you are working, work with enthusiasm as to the Lord and not for people, because you know that you will receive your inheritance. 
serve the Lord. The one who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong. There are no exceptions. Hmm. That's New Testament, y'all. The one who does wrong will be repaid for his wrongs. There are no exceptions. Chapter 4, he continues uh, the list here. Masters, treat your slaves with justice and fairness. You know you have a master in heaven. Be devoted in prayer, keeping alert and giving thanksgiving. Pray that I may know as I should. Hmm. Conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer everyone. Let's see here. Tychicus and Onesimus is a dear brother and will tell you about me. Aristarchus, Mark, Justice, Epaphras, Luke, the physician, they all give greetings. After you have read this, have it read to the church of Laodicea. I write this with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. And that, my friends, is the end of Colossians. And so, it's a short book, like I said. But, my goodness, there is incredible richness in there. And um, this being rooted in Christ, standing firm in your faith, continuing to um, reaffirm your faith, your faith in Christ, your roots in Christ, um, renewal of the mind, uh, <laughs> knowing that part of you has been crucified and risen already, already done, done deal, and then the rest of you has to come in line with that part of you, your spirit. That's the work right there. And how do we do that? Um, Keeping the words of Christ in our hearts richly. Um, and also praise. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. And loving one another. Awesome stuff. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, that is our reading for this week. That's week 41. My goodness. Awesome. We will be back next week for week 42. Have a great week, everyone. Be blessed. We'll see you next week. Peace.